This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Hadass Kuznets at a brand new, wonderfully smelling South Street area chocolate shop and patisserie bakery. It's called Aurora Grace here at 517 South 5th Street. And I am with the namesake, Aurora Grace Wold. So this is your baby, huh? This is my baby, and this is my new bakery. We're really excited. We're just newly opened, and we have a lot of great plans for the coming year. Okay, we have to talk about this amazing smell that hits you in the face when you walk in the door. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. What are you making? What am I smelling? Right now you're smelling our house-made granola. It's sweetened with maple syrup and olive oil, which makes a really nice, like, not overly sweet kind of umami mixture. And we do it seasonal in different flavors, uh, depending on what's, what's in season. But right now it's got a blend of, like, there's golden raisins, currants, there's toasted almonds, coconut, pumpkin, and sunflower seeds. Yeah, and it's got a little brown sugar in there as well. Initially, I thought it was some amazing cake or something. Yeah, no, that's, so that's just granola, and then we sell it in bags, but we also will be serving as breakfast parfaits in the coming weeks. It features a local maple syrup from Whiskey Hollow Farms, who we partner with, and we actually carry their maple syrup here in the store as well. So you have some real specialty items here in the store. Let's go through what you offer. Yeah, so um, we specialize in French macarons and hand-painted chocolates. They're called bonbons, for those who don't know. It's a molded chocolate. It's a molded bonbon, so it has a hard chocolate shell. We personally use 62% dark chocolate to encase them, and then they're hand-painted with cocoa butter, so they're all with beautiful different designs on them, but then they're all filled with different flavors of chocolate ganache. They're each kind of like a self-contained dessert, so there's multiple components inside of each one. So if you were to cut them in half, you would see all the little layers inside of them. And looking at them right now, they really do look like, they look like a piece of art, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, they really are. So it's an incredibly labor-intensive process to make them, beginning with, of course, the painting, which is truly done by hand. That means standing there with the mold and, like, painting it with a paintbrush. It's a very involved process where everything that you're working with has to be a very specific temperature while you're doing it, too. How long does it take to make a bonbon? Can you walk us through the process? Yeah. um, I mean, at this point, we're making them in pretty large batches, but overall, it should be about a three-day process. For us now, it spans over five days because we do so many at once. But the beginning process, you have to start by polishing your molds to give that beautiful shine. Um, and then the the temp, like the painting, which uh, then your cocoa butter, of course, has to be in temper, which is to say that the crystalline structure is lined up properly so that the shine is as beautiful as you see it on those bonbons. And then... Uh, they look like jewelry. They do look like rocks of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot. People say they look like little marbles or little jewels or gemstones. Yeah, and it's definitely the intention to look as, be- as beautiful as they taste. So you paint them tempered cocoa butter and then the next step is to make the shell. So they're actually built upside down in these polycarbonate molds that we use. So you make a shell out of the chocolate, a very thin shell that goes around and then you fill those with different flavors of ganaches or crumbles. Some of them have patafouille which is like a jelly candy. So they they really are kind of just like a, a little dessert inside of itself. And then they're sealed up again with more tempered chocolate before they get turned out on the last day. Now you mentioned that 
People sometimes talk about the price. They're a little pricey, but that's because of the labor-intensive work that goes into them? Yes, that's right. I mean, it's not uncommon for me to spend an easy 18 to 20 hours in a day just simply just working on chocolate. I mean, until more recently, it's just been me alone. Now I have a team who, uh, they're amazing and they, they're wonderful help, so I'm not there 20 hours anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a labor of love, to be sure. Well, now that you've opened a new place, you might be here 20 hours. I mean, I, I already <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about these amazing looking macarons. So not to be confused with macaroons, macarons. What's the difference? Explain to people. It's a thing, right? People don't get them confused. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a popular misconception. A lot of people don't know. So yeah, there's the French macaron and then there's the macaroon. The macaroon is the traditional Jewish cookie, which is like those little coconut cluster balls. Those ones are the macaroons. But the macaron is actually a French dessert originally. And it's an uh, meringue cookie that's based on almond flour tradition. It can be made with different nuts, but pretty usually it's made with almond flour instead. So they are gluten-free. And then they're all filled with either different types of buttercreams or ganaches. Again, I like to make little like desserts inside of them. So my personal favorite's the lemon poppy seed. And then there's also a toasted coconut filled with a coconut milk ganache one. It's kind of like an almond joy inside of a cookie, inside of the macaron. And these two look very artistic. I mean, they're bright colors, really appealing to the eye. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I just, I love using colors in in my work. And of course, I mean, that definitely has, I can't say it doesn't have something to do with my name being Aurora. So the Aurora Borealis, and I love to incorporate the color. And I think it's just really fun, like a good way to get to make art with food and combine all my favorite things as science, art, food, and pastry and yeah. <laughs> I love it. So is it all sweets in here? Yeah. So um, we do a lot of seasonal sweets. Really, the business started actually at farmer's markets. So we have a very tight bond with our local farmers and, and our community. So we do try to incorporate and partner with local businesses wherever we can. With that said, though, we do keep an array of basic pastries like cookies and scones that we have on the menu year round. And they change up seasonally. But we do specialize with some more like local pastries as well. So we'll do anything from like pies or... We do some savory options as well, like little galettes, like lunch options that have cheese and vegetables in them. And then, yeah, we do the pies for all the holidays as well. So we'll use everything from local squashes to apples and fruits in the summertime. So we'll have those and we'll be introducing ice cream this summer as well. So you mostly focus on the sweets, but you keep a little savory in there to give people a reason to come by for lunch? Absolutely. We can't, you can't eat sugar all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> All right, tell me about the build-out of this place. It's gorgeous. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it was definitely, that was a, another labor of love, to be sure, as well. Um, what was it before, and how long did it take you to finish it up? Yeah, um, so, all right, so before this place has been a couple of different bakeries before, actually. Previously, it was called the Little Bird Bakery, and prior to that, it was Cookie Confidential, both actually owned by women themselves. The space turned over a couple of times. Wait, that's a great history for this place, then. Yeah, yeah. Women-owned Women-owned bakeries have been the past two businesses before. Neither of them stuck around, but I'm really hoping to write my own chapter in this building and be the one that stays. But anyway, so yeah, that's the history of the building. And then as for me and, and finding it, I had been looking for over a year for locations and gone through several different like lease negotiations before we actually came to this one. And it was like, it was a done deal. Like almost immediately I walked in and I was like, oh my God, we're taking this. <laughs> what was it about this space that you just love so much? Um, the layout, the history, like the the, the actual like architecture of it. The ceiling is all original. This brick, we actually exposed the brick here. We actually did some changes to make it like a bit more like open space for customers to sit down. So we actually moved the radiator that was up in the front here and built a 
bench over it on the side there. So yeah, we actually have like, that's the warmest seat in the house now. So it's a really cozy bench that people can hang out and drink coffee and enjoy their pastries at. And then we completely refinished the floors. They were painted black. There had been like so many coats of paint over everything from all the years. And then we also, we took down the security gates that were outside. That was a really big project for us. And we replaced all the glass to really open up the space and bring a lot more light in. And I just felt like, you know, like this is such a great neighborhood and such a great street. And I feel like it had just been like looked over so many times and somebody should really like bring the the natural beauty of the building back. And I just felt like it was a really fitting location for us. We do farmer's markets all throughout the week through the summer. And it's like we've kind of just been like needing a home base for it, for the business. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you think about that, that you're like a woman-owned business going into a space that has a history of women-owned businesses? Yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I only think like, you know, they helped pave the way for me to like get to this point, <laughs> if you will. Um, I mean, w- women before me have been pioneering the way for so many years, and now I get to make my own little slice of history. What's been the most challenging part about opening your own business? That's it. <laughs> Um, everything (laughs) besides everything um I would say being a sole proprietor is staying motivated you just have to keep moving forwards and there's nobody really there to like keep pushing you forward so I would say like having that drive in yourself to keep going is probably the most important difficult thing that I would say I struggle with what do you think people are going to come in for mostly mostly I think probably the chocolates but the cookies do have quite a following and you have a website? I do, yeah. And we ship, actually. We have an online store. Currently, we ship through Etsy. Um, so you can get our chocolates and send them to people anywhere in the United States. You started, actually, on Etsy. I did, yeah. I, uh, this whole business originally started as kind of like a side hustle. I was like, you know, like, what can I do in my free time as, like, a hobby is making chocolate. And then I was like, well, now I have so much chocolate. What do I do with it? <laughs> I should probably sell some. <laughs> um, and I'd had some, um, some interest from local businesses that were very supportive. People were like, you should really do this like nobody's really doing it here so it started with me getting a license uh, actually for my apartment where I started the business I was licensed by the Department of Agriculture as a limited food establishment which allows you to do things like candies and baked items that are not like potentially hazardous foods so it started with the Etsy shop and then eventually I got that license which allowed me to do farmers markets and that's really when the business started to move forwards pretty quickly is we partner with uh, Farm to City which is a local farmers market organization we're in Rittenhouse Square every Saturday from 10 to 2 and then Also, in the summertime, we do a series of other markets throughout the city, which that all culminated in us having a 20-quart mixer in our living room, (laughs) an extra oven next to our couch. We had speed racks in our living room and workbenches. At that point, you're like, maybe it's time to get a store. I think it's maybe it's time to, maybe it's time. I mean, really, we were looking at production space, and then we came across this where it was just such a beautiful space. So we're like, you know, like, there's no reason not to open a, a, a nice little cafe here. So how long have you been working in chocolate? Actually, not that long. (laughs) So I started doing chocolate specifically, uh, really actually when I started the business. It had always been a part of my regular work Uh, as a pastry chef. I've worked in fine dining for, I mean, it's seven years total in the industry now. But when I was 17, I started working in restaurants. I worked as a dishwasher in Ithaca, New York, where I'm from. And I mean, this is only seven years. I'm 24 now. You're so young. (laughs) Yeah. But the thing is, I never actually went to to college. So um, I skipped a formal education and I just, I found my passion and I've been following it ever since. So from washing dishes to being a prep cook, I moved to Brooklyn.
Burlington, Vermont, where I worked in restaurants there as a pastry cook. And then I moved to New York City uh, when I met my, well, now fiance. When we got to New York, I started working in some like very fine dining restaurants um, and slowly worked my way up. I ran my own pastry program in a couple of different places. And then I found myself working at John George. And then I followed that by working at 11 Madison Park, where we did a lot. It was a part of our Petty Four program, the chocolates, where I learned originally. So chocolates were a big part of the curriculum for us there. And then it was something that I really enjoyed. So I wanted to pursue it in my own time. So I bought some molds, bought some chocolate. <laughs> you don't you don't have a, a, a culinary advanced degree or art degree. That's correct. Yeah. I, I would never have guessed looking at these chocolates. Oh, thank you. I mean, I will say art. I've been always artistically inclined my entire life. I love to draw. I love to paint. And science has always been a very large passion of mine as well. Like I probably would have ended up in some sort of doctor or scientist if I wasn't doing this. <laughs> but this combines everything that I love so much. Did I just answer the question? Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking forward to in the future with this open? I look at this, honestly, I look at this opening as just another step in the road. It, we're just getting started is what I like to say. It's been just under two years now that uh, since, or actually, yeah, it's been 18 months about since I started the business. Since you started online? Since I started online. It was um, in March. Did you ever dream 18 months ago that you'd be opening your own... Space. No, <laughs> not at all. I had no idea what to expect out of this, but you thought you were just making some chocolates out of your living room. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but then I didn't realize like what the demand was like for here. Artisanal chocolates are very popular in this city. Where can we find more information? We want to see pictures of your beautiful chocolates and order online. Yeah, um, visit us. It's AuroraGraceChocolates.com. It'll link you right to our online store as well on our Etsy page. But yeah, check it out. We have all of our flavors listed on there. Our new store hours are. Listed listed on the site as well. And then you can always follow us on Instagram for updates on our local events and pop-ups. We're always popping up around town doing collaborations with other businesses. And you can always find us in Written Out Square every Saturday. But nothing compares to this spell. You can't get that online. <laughs> you cannot get that online. Yeah. I mean, and then, yeah, so we'll be open from 8 to 4, Wednesday through Sunday, and that will be our regular hours to get us started. We're hoping to expand our hours and, and our offerings with time as well. Aurora Grace Wold, she is the owner and operator of Aurora Grace Chocolates here at 517 South 5th Street. Congratulations. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.